From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeman. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. We're so happy to have you listening, watching with us. And today we're excited to have Juan Yu with us. Juan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yes, so grateful to have you. Now, you and your family have been, how long have you been going to Calvary? What's some of your kind of Calvary origin story? Yeah, it's been about 12 years uh, since uh, uh, we've been here. Um, uh, Before that, uh, we kind of got to know Calvary because of a Calvary Christian school. Uh, right. So when Ben was a pre preschool student, I mean he basically started at Calvary, and then now obviously he's at Biola. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know we, we were at uh, you know another church in Anaheim, okay. um, but uh, uh, we. Through a different circumstances, God Lord has led me to led us to kind of a, uh, look for another church, and then Calvary basically came into the you know uh, uh, the selection. And yeah, kids um, kids just, help with that, right? Sometimes, that's right, sometimes that's right. they make the decision for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean Shannon has been searching for different schools uh, in different areas in terms of uh, Christian schools, but yeah. Shannon just insists to coming here, and then uh, this uh, this has been the beginning. Oh, that's great. Well, we yeah. love your family, and Thank I mean, you. I know like my oldest daughter and right. your oldest. Yeah daughter uh-huh. like yeah. yeah definitely connected right. and right. so it's so cool and um so yeah grateful for your family to be here but now you are specifically we'll talk about a couple things today and even just mm-hmm. so people know we're going to talk about um that Juan is a doctor and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about kind of coronavirus season and what that's been like mm-hmm. but also um you have a son with some like significant special needs and we want to like really be able to talk about some of that and I'll let you describe everything and, and sure. all that when we get there but just these are a couple things like I want us to address today and I think it's going to be a like a rich sort of real life kind of conversation right right, that, right. Um, and so what what kind of doctor are you? Yes, I'm a gastroenterologist. It's a fancy name for a stomach specialist. Okay. Um, so I basically I specialize in stomach and colon and pancreas and liver, um, that okay. kind of digestive system. All right. Yeah. So is that, uh, you know, so people are coming to you for all sorts of reasons? Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, kind of a stomach issues, ailment, uh, you know, they just come in. Usually patients come in mostly for colonoscopies and okay. you know, routine screening colonoscopies, but other issues as well. Okay. Right. And so, and you have your own private practice now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And so did you used to work for like a larger sort of company, you know, I don't know, hospital company or how's that work? Right. Yeah. yeah. So ever since I did finish the fellowship training, this was the, you know, first job basically okay. was a private practice that I um, joined um, in the beginning. And uh, so I've been doing this for about 14, 15 years okay. now. Yeah. Okay. So like, is that for you, do you have to sort of have to be an entrepreneur, like a businessman and a uh, doctor or is that how's that like do you have to sort of rustle up your own business how does that work yeah in medical school they don't teach you anything about (laughs) economics or business aspects so i had no idea what to expect Uh, but it's been definitely a part uh you know that was that's been very difficult to manage Uh, but you know somehow just the lord just blessed us uh, to do the uh, job that i need to do and uh so there have been some great help uh, along the way as well so uh, yeah we've been very blessed okay Uh good 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 yeah all right. Well, stomachs and colons. I mean, that's kind of sounds like messy work, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so grateful for, you know, as a guy in my upper 40s, I'm grateful for right. doctors. Like <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's important. And yeah. this has been an interesting time. Like, I know you're not, 
you're not like working some like an ER or something, right? So right. when we think about coronavirus, right. but how has COVID-19 sort of impacted you or what have you seen in your practice? Yeah, so about one third of my private practice uh, is uh, spent in the hospital setting. Uh, so, oh, okay. uh, so I do round in the hospital pretty much every day and then a lot of weekends as well. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we could do go down to emergency room, ICU and everywhere that, uh, you know, COVID patients may be. Okay. Obviously, we are not really considered the quote unquote first responder in mm-hmm. terms of ICU doctors or ER physicians. They mm-hmm. definitely take much of a share in terms of taking care of a COVID patients, but, mm-hmm. you know, we do get consults. Uh, so we do go see the patients who need, a, you know, for example, feeding tube, or mm-hmm. if the COVID patients end up having a lot of bleeding issues, we go in and then do the procedures. So those are the times that we actually end up going in and then taking care of those patients. Okay. Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I, I We have another mutual friend who's right. a doctor, who's a cardiologist, right. Tim, but Kim, like, because yeah. um, he's even feeling like, it seems like as a cardiologist, maybe it's you're not getting impacted, but it's almost like this ripple effect of, oh, yeah. right? Like right. the way other departments are impacted. And so then your department is correct impacted. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the inpatient setting, but as an outpatient setting too, because, you know, when patients come into the office, we don't know who actually were exposed and then if they are positive or not, we don't really screen for anybody, you know, or, right. for all the patients. So we always have to be, you know, guarding up and, you know, that's been one of the most uh, difficult part. I mean, we physicians, we are trained to be with a patients touch them and hug them mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know talk very closely and then we examine them but those things have been hindered because of the coronavirus so just like everybody else uh, you know we definitely have been feeling the effect wow yeah. yeah okay so this is i think it's a huge way that like covid has like impacted all of us is this is kind of what you're talking about there is this um I guess it's like intimacy, right? right? Like right. that we try to, I mean, even what, even what we're doing right now, we're right. recording this and we have this sort of setup where we're trying to be as good as we can. And right. we're probably like not perfect, but we're trying to do it the best that we can. We're, Correct. we're socially distanced in a podcast way. Normally we'd be like right next to each other. And, right. Um, but then even like my job as a pastor, like, I, yeah, I want to always be like coming alongside someone mm-hmm. and like to hug them and, right. and put my arm around them right. and pray for them. And sometimes I remember even in a service where I'm praying with someone and it's like, you can't hear that well because the music's going, but you're praying for somebody, you know, <laughs> and then like I'm putting my my face like right up to their mouth that's and like, right. that stuff we just like won't do. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. It's been it's been a challenge. Yeah. 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 OK, so the whole like guard up the whole like with all the stuff that you have to mm-hmm. do was that a challenge even for you and your practice just to be able to get all of that like all your PPE yeah right? so in, in the beginning the getting the PPE definitely has been the uh, the problem um, so we have none of us actually expected it um, so that there has been a quite of a shortage fortunately the hospital that I work at at St. Joseph's um, you know we did have a you know pretty decent stockpile um, along the way uh, as well so yeah. um, the, even with a peak uh, um, admi- admission uh, time okay. we were able to manage uh, without much difficulty uh, but uh, yeah, that's been uh, that's been a challenge. Correct. Okay, yeah. okay. And so it was interesting. We were talking before, and I just want you to kind of unpack this. But yeah. you were even just feeling like that had some spiritual parallels for you. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the one day I was just uh, got, you know the, uh, wearing all the PPEs that includes all the gloves, of course, and then all the mask uh, which we already had, but an additional mask on top. We basically have to N95 plus the surgical mask on top of okay. it with a face shield and oh. and all the and the hair. It's like, can uh, you cap. even hear anything? I now? know. <laughs> <laughs> so, somehow, yeah, even like wearing a mask. 
Pascal fix the hearing as you probably experienced too, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so as I was guarding up uh, before I saw the patient, it just suddenly dawned on me saying, wow, maybe it's a, it's a similar par- you know, uh, parallel to Ephesians 6 when God talks about the uh, armor of God. And, yeah. you know, so in the, in the, every morning I actually uh, became, has become a routine for me, just, uh, just citing just, uh, you know, the high middle of salvation, breastplate of righteousness and belt of truth and gospel, uh, yeah. feet of the gospel and shield of faith and armor of spirit. I mean, uh, so this is like, a, you know, the, so, I mean, unless I guard up and spiritually, you know, I, we will actually encounter all these attacks. Uh, so mm-hmm. that actually has become the real thing for me. It's like just a tangible thing that, mm-hmm. wow, this, uh, you know, it's just one thing, I guess, it's a silver lining coming out from the uh, COVID-19 yeah. from personally. Yeah, because yeah, I would think as a medical doctor, you are putting yourself in, you know, you're, you're constantly putting yourself in harm's way, right? right? And right. so it's like, how do you gird yourself up with like even to not just be filled with fear all the time right. or anxiety for your own self or your family right. and you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now you've got the the faith, faith face shield of courage or the <laughs> right. the gloves of righteousness. <laughs> Something like that. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is, but we gotta right. I, we gotta work on that. There's a, like there's a book deal there, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a sermon. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Just to kind of think through how you know, to think through these things like in a modern way of what these ancient, mm. we're not putting on actual armor right. these days, Correct. but right. which is probably, it's like a little less relatable maybe right. to <laughs> us of, of all of that. Right. Um, and then, you know, you gave me your business card right. and your business card. It's really cool on the bottom. Well, on this, you, you've got an anchor on the back right? and uh, on the bottom you have Dulas, the healing ministry of Jesus Christ. Right. After all the fancy words that I can't say <laughs> on the top, <laughs> no, just gastroenterology. And, right. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that. Like, yeah, so uh, you know the the healing ministry of Jesus Christ was not actually originally from me. It was actually in the badge, back of my badge from the hospital because I work at Saint Joseph Hospital. Oh, but yeah. I would kind of decided to kind of combine. I just like the word of Dulas and you know a bond servant, of course. But mm-hmm. um, so I just felt like uh, you know not only Jesus is my savior and my father, and uh, but he is basically my senior attending i mean he is hmm. the he's the master and then uh, he's uh he's the uh, he's a boss uh yep. so yep. in that sense i just uh, kind of wanted to dedicate my private practice to his direction uh, yeah. but of course my intention was that but you know doing it on a daily day-to-day basis has been a very very much of a struggle um uh, wow. but uh, and then challenge too but mm-hmm. you know it's like having a bumper sticker i think in the back of your car and then once you have a bumper sticker you better drive carefully but <laughs> <laughs> that's right but i'm not really a good drivers, I don't actually have a more person on the back. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just helps me kind of uh, remind myself as to what kind of a doctor I should be. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Do you ever have patients or vendors or people kind of, like talk about it? Like, Yeah, actually, okay. uh, there are some patients uh, who mentioned that and then what does that mean and what does that mean to you? So, uh, But interesting, there was a patient just recently, um, you know, when I bailed out my 
uh, business card to the patient, they look at it and then they were they called us uh, before the appointment saying that they don't feel comfortable coming to me uh, uh, because uh, she has a uh, you know sexual orientation that's not traditional, <laughs> mm. and uh, she said that well all the Christians that I encountered were very judgmental. I don't want to be in the practice like that. So the staff told me about that. So and then she, the staff you know I answered it properly, said no no no, Doctor Yu is not like that. Uh, you know <laughs> you're, you're welcome to be here. Mm. And so I spent the extra time when I saw her in the office to explain you know her illness and all that stuff, and she was very happy. So so you know wow. I think it can be it can be you know there people do have a preconception about the, the Christianity. So yeah. I you know as much as I can I try to kind of clarify um, uh, the whole ministry as well. I love yeah. that where you can just say no, we love you, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, I want to share right. with you. Like, I, right. I would want to share with you the love of Christ, but I'm also just here to do my job well. Correct, right? right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. that's really yeah. great. I learned about, and I don't know how much, like, if you don't know about some of this stuff, I'm sorry, but like, I learned about this thing when I was in Turkey mm. and studying like Roman, uh, like Roman empire, kind of like first century, like medicine. They were mm. talking about this and they were showing us these places called the Asclepion, mm. which was like the temple of Asclepius, which was like the God of healing. Oh, I see. Um, but within the, like the way it worked was like, like within this one that we were in, um, I forget exactly what town it was, but Mm. it was in like coastal, the west coast of Turkey. And Mm. they said like in this place, like they actually had like the best doctors of that day were there. And so they're like working on you. Mm. But to be able to go have those doctors work on you, Mm. you had to go make an offering to Asclepius. Wow. And so like to bow down, like kind of like to make an offering to this right. idol, this false God. Uh-huh. And so that was like this big thing of huh. like first century, like for the Christians of oh. like, oh, so if you want to like part of even why they were bonded together, like mm. kind of that communal thing was mm. because to even go to the doctor, you had to like worship a false God, Jeez. you know? So it was like, you think about how that's like ingrained right. in their culture and right. like we get worried about right. the things we're worried about today of, you know, laws or whatever. Yeah. But, um, hmm. I just thought that was like a, a yeah. super interesting thing. And like, right. I don't know if that's like yeah. how that would strike you as someone that would have to like make that kind of, you know, and I'm sure you're sort of faced with having to make decisions of like, what am I going to like stand for or not stand for or allow or not allow in this field. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as a, you know, disciple of Jesus Christ, of course we are called to love everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So it Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter what their prejudices are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But uh, it it is, it is challenging in this, uh, in this world. I mean, as you know, I mean, America has become post-Christianity country at this time. And a lot of people have a different preconceptions and, um, you know, I'm not here to, you know, correct everybody's no. judgment of course but then i am trying to do my job but yeah sometimes uh you know that can be a that can be a challenge yeah yes. absolutely absolutely yeah. um okay so let's move on to just talking a little bit more about your family and mm-hmm. so i'd love if you could tell me a little bit about your son and how you and your wife shannon and just kind of like what was the the journey like of even when you first sort of like what was it like? How did you first find out? What and what? What? It, what are the like the struggles or whatever? Just how God has made him, you know? Yeah. Um, what's the story there? Yeah. So Jeremy is our third child, our second yeah. son, um, yes. and uh, he um, he is now fifteen. And uh, so when he was first born, um, you know, he 
he actually had a pretty good APGAR score when the baby comes out. They, you know, get What's the, that mean? Uh, APGAR score is just a 10 is a good score. You know, okay. the, you know, he actually scored 10 out of 10. So we okay. thought that, well, it's a healthy baby. But what's that measuring? Like, what do you mean? I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> they look at the, uh, the how the baby, you know, babies cry and the skin turgor and then all that uh, okay. stuff. And so everything came back fine. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then he passed a uh, hearing test and all that. But, you know, as he was growing up into uh, six months to eight months a period, he really didn't reach the landmark as uh, most of the kids would be. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of has a big head. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we just thought that, well, he may have a difficulty uh, sitting up because his head is so heavy. Okay, yeah. uh, he's going to be a, probably a, a very smart oh, guy. Right. Like when they're a baby and they're like, right. yeah, I know <laughs> just you're talking about. Yeah. But he didn't, couldn't even walk uh, until 18 months. Uh, so that's okay. when we were kind of concerned. And we um, asked the pediatrician and then he said, well, he, you know, could be something a little bit developmental delay but I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but around the same time, he started having seizures. Um, so most of the babies, when they start having seizures, we think of a febrile seizure that usually get, you know, gets better after a year or two. Uh, but he kept on having seizures. So he ended up having to uh, go through the uh, MRI, EEG. Mm. Um, so a, a neurologist... And uh, we just put him on an anti-seizure medication. And um, so he basically had a kind of developmental delay. Um, and then okay. the diagnosis at that time was epilepsy with a recurrent seizure and then uh, autistic okay. feature because he kept on clapping the hand. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we, just, we just thought positively. I mean, you know, maybe he'll outgrow it. He's a little bit slow, but so what, right? Uh, so, yeah. you know, usually after five years or so, you know, kids will outgrow the seizure. Um, yeah. So we were hoping that would be the case, but, uh, you know, he kept on having seizures, you know, whenever he has some fever or some or a little bit of a viral illness. Uh, okay. So that really concerned us. Um, so that's when we started talk, discussing with a neurologist and he started having the uh, uh, the behavioral therapy um, to kind of uh, help uh, in terms of the growth. So the bottom line at this time is that uh, he, uh, he, so we actually had a genetic testing finally, and it came back that uh, he was missing a couple of genes. Um, okay. So there is a rare condition, and that uh, that's been shared throughout the world. It, but uh, but um, but these kids uh, basically have a very delayed developmental uh, stage, um, and he's not not quite verbal. Um, so he can say a few words, um, yeah. but you know he always says "aga" means in Korean, "Let's go outside," um, uh-huh. or "mama," or it's just a food. Yeah. So it's so very you know easy things, right? Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I like you that know. he's got the Korean down. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So uh, he probably has a mental stage of uh, depending depending on which aspect, uh, anywhere between one and maybe two or so uh, right. still. Um, so, um, and he's 50, you said he's 15 now. Yeah, he's 15. Yeah. Right, right. So um, that's been, uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, it's been a, you know, kind of a challenge in terms of, uh, you know, mainly not because of, you know, how he is affecting us personally, but, you know, how he can be growing. Um, so what kind yeah. of things that he can do in, yeah. as, a, as an adult. And so that's been kind of up in the air so that was the most kind of a frustrating part um, mm-hmm. um, usually but um, so when you say that do you mean like kind of like what his future can be like even like independence or right, like that right, kind of stuff right right yeah yeah so we were yeah. hoping that you know if you can work at a you know, convenience store and mm-hmm. do back you know backpack and uh, pack the, the yeah. groceries or something simple yeah you know he can kind of manage the regular life um, yes. so but then you know 
the way he's progressing, we are not quite sure uh, mm-hmm. with what the end is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's one of the things that um, we just left everything to the Lord. I mean, there's nothing that, and we tried the different therapies and intensive things also, but then that doesn't really seem to kind of a help uh, mm-hmm. accelerating the process mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, so, um, so, but we just, you know, from from the early day on, uh, we, Shannon and I both uh, decided to kind of just love him as he is. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he God gave us uh, Jeremy for a reason, yeah. right? And then uh, we, that's why, you know, we... One of the reasons that we chose Calvary, of course, is that the, uh, the staff was so welcoming um, mm-hmm. to um, uh, have Jeremy. And um, he, uh, some of you who might have uh, saw Jeremy, I mean, he's just happy guy. He's yeah. just uh, smiling and hugging, trying to hug everybody and stuff. So, uh, so I, I'm just so appreciative of Calvary staff and volunteers in terms of, uh, you know, taking care of him. And um, he has grown. I mean, I, I, we can definitely tell spiritually, you know, mm. in a, you know, emotionally, he has grown quite a bit. Mm. It's just not that he's not able to verbalize things and process process things as quickly as we would like to do. Right. Okay. So within that, let's, can we like, let's go back a little bit mm-hmm. to the beginning right. because I think like you, people get to where you are now and it didn't mean it took till now to get there mm-hmm. of like your mindset and mm-hmm. just that love, you know, and of course you love your kid no matter right, what, right. but they're also like, how do you process? It sounded like it was almost like the news was coming kind of like in steps. It wasn't just like this boom diagnosis on you or something like right, right when he was born or, but so it seemed like you had like almost like stages to adjust or something, but like how does one sort of process that to get to the healthy place that you were with the Lord and with whatever? Yeah. I, I, you know, to be honest, I, you know, I think the, the actual fundamental aspect of uh, living it up to the Lord was kind of a Stuff from the get go, uh, okay. from the start. Okay. Um, the actual day to day businesses, uh, in terms of taking care of them, they, you know, that that part was uh, somewhat challenging. But you know, to me, actually, I was uh, more into this, uh, you know, doctor thing, right? Uh, at uh, work, and yeah. you know, and I just come home tired, and yeah. I, but you know, the, most of the day to day things were basically handled by Shannon as well as yep. my mother, you know, who lives with us. Okay. I'm so appreciative of her um, mm. taking care of them. Um, but in terms of the uh, yeah, the struggle, um, obviously, you know. Shannon and uh, my mother-in-law has had to go through all that uh, yep. um, uh, difficult uh, times and uh, challenges. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I mean, we we are all in the same page. I mean, ever since uh, the day one, we just like so blessed to have him. You know, it's just like yeah. it's just like an extra thing. It's like a, I guess the best way to describe him is like a bundle of joy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah totally. So, I agree. Yeah, so it's a, <laughs> and then I, because of him, it's just our other kids or have been. A lot more loving, um, mm-hmm. caring, and um, otherwise uh, they probably would have been a lot more selfish. <laughs> right. No, uh, but, right. Yeah. And all you know. But then I, it's just like, I it's just uh, I know a lot of uh, parents of the special needs kids will say that uh, you'd never change, uh, you know, this condition for anything else. Right. But I think that there is definitely truth to that, um, so mm-hmm. that we can definitely test to that. But in terms of your question about ch- challenges and steps and, and progressing the growth i think it's a definitely a process i don't think it comes uh, you know just one day thing right 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 because it's like you it seems like it's a hard thing as a parent because 
I know it's everything's hard, right? Of course, right. but like I mean, just all parenting's hard too. <laughs> right. But like, sure. there's challenges, and it sounds like Jeremy was born like right when you were opening your practice too, right? Right, like, right. So right. it's just like just having kids at all in that season right. of life was probably crazy. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, just babies in general. Right. Um, but then I don't. know, I just think like sometimes I wonder if we think it's like not okay to struggle, and it's not that you're ever disappointed or upset mm. or something, but it's just that. I just don't know how much people feel the pressure maybe in your shoes to just be like, no, this is all great. You know, yeah, like yeah. to have to have this like super positive right. outlook, but like probably my hunch is that it is all great, but there's days right. that you're really just yeah. t- like down and, str- right. and struggle. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can remember just, uh, you know, coming out of a one day to St. Joseph hospital, you know, chalk, a chalk, a ER. I was just, um, you know, so Shannon was driving another car because we had to come separately. I had to come, you know, there was a, you know, he suddenly had a seizure activity. So oh, I yeah. just came out of the office and then just saw him there. And then I was just holding him and just crying out to the Lord. I mean, I was just like, you know, Lord, just do something, just heal him or, you know, just do something. Just yeah. Or at least let me know what's going to, what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, the, how long is it going to last? And mm. that that has been, the, that was the outcry that I had at that time. But, yeah. um, but you know, it, it, there are different moments uh, like that. I mean, as, you know, I'm sure I appreciate your question. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I do feel that at, from time to time. And, and as I said, the most, uh, you know, up in the air question is, you know, when we die, right? Uh, when Shannon and I, right. you know, I don't know how many years our Lord has uh, as us, but, yeah. you know, after we die and then our kids will, you know, uh, hopefully take care of uh, Jeremy. Uh, right. uh, but, you know, what's going to happen to him? I mean, you know, we don't want to put him into the adult care center and then right. just, uh, you know, being alone. And those are the questions we are kind of, uh, you know, asking ourselves and trying to prepare ourselves as well. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And that even helps like even people listening to know how to pray for you guys and yeah. just to, to care you. for you in that. But yeah, I just felt like I want people to know, like, and even if anybody's listening to this and they kind of just, I don't know if somebody just kind of looked this up and wondered, like mm-hmm. maybe they're facing this kind mm-hmm. of, you know, the beginnings of these moments of diagnoses right. or noticing things. And it's like, okay, Lord, how do I, you know, how do I be real with you, God, about mm-hmm. how I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. But also like, of course I just, deeply love and care for my child and you know no matter right. what and like and yes there's these like beautiful gifts of his joy mm-hmm. and all these things but right. like at the same time I know I need to get there right? right like so sometimes even in my own life like I have certain things where it's like something comes up and I know like my attitude should be <laughs> right. right it should be and it will be right to like okay like gratitude or whatever mm-hmm. but like Okay, help me get there honestly as well Correct. and not just kind of try to put something on sure. that I know I'm supposed to do. Correct. And Correct. I think it's okay for that for you and right. it's okay for people to like right. have that. Right. Maybe take just a little time right, you know, right, while, right. Okay. while giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think you are a different man because of Jeremy? You know, like how does that change your heart? Yeah. Um, I think a. Each kid has a different, you know, blessing in terms of giving us the uh, the opportunity to grow. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know the, you know, Ben, for example, has a you know great gift of uh, intellect, and I, you know, he helps me. Um, 
learn how to serve serve the Lord, mm-hmm. know the Lord properly. Yeah, um, Ben's a good example for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I need to be I'll more like you. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and then Betsy obviously is a, you know she has an artsy character yes, and then yes. she's very creative and then I learned funny. about the yeah. Uh, yeah about the creative part of the Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Becky has a you know very joyful and just a, a fun way. Uh, yes. So. But Jeremy uh, just help, you know, helps me be a person to kind of uh, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I, being a physician and I'm being a private practice, just being on call every other day for the past 14, 15 years. Uh, to be honest, I get yeah. tired of it at, yeah. at times. I get exhausted. But yeah. Jeremy always drags me um, to, to go to the park, or have a hike, hmm. and. Uh, that those times I really treasure. Um, yeah. You know, I wish I had more time when I was a little bit, you know, earlier on in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really feel bad about not having to spend a lot of time with the family in the beginning of my career. Um, so, um, but you know, I now kind of re- realize, recognize it, and I try to change in that aspect. Um, so Jeremy definitely has grown me, uh, made me grow to slow down and just listen to the Lord. Um, mm. And then, because otherwise I just keep doing the same thing and the same mistakes over and over again. Mm. Um, so he, in that aspect, he just, he's a, you know, he is a great teacher to me. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow, yeah. I love that Thank so you. much. Um, now, like, when did for you uh, some like some of like that journey you were, you guys were on you and Shannon kind of turn into a bit of a passion to start a bit of a ministry that you guys had had done for a while? Yeah, right? tell us a little bit. About, a little yeah, bit about that. so it's called a touch of guidance uh, for siblings of uh, uh, special needs uh, okay. uh, children. So it's a long title, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But we just happened to. Uh, uh, um, encounter a article, a news article, I believe, that Shannon read, and saying that the uh, the, the siblings of uh, special needs kids tend to have a lower academic performance levels, le- less of a graduation level from high school, yeah. and then not not as much uh, many not many kids are going to college and all that stuff. So I'm kind of wondering, so what could that be? And and one of the thesis on that paper was that uh, well, because all the families are, you know. Not all families are as resourceful as we are, right? Um, but you know, a lot of uh, families with a special needs, they you know basically live in a day-to-day paycheck to paycheck. Some with you know, welfare, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have the resources to take care of the siblings. I mean, not to mention that you know they are just focused on the special needs Focus, child, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Down sense. syndrome and uh, autism, all that yeah. special needs. Uh, when they are focused on that special child, um, then the siblings suffer basically. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of a uh, you know hurt in our heart, you know. And so we really have to step up and then step you know stand in the gap there. Um, so because Shannon and I both have a uh, experience with uh, being a tutor when you are in college and mm. uh, graduate school. So we thought, and then uh, Betsy was doing the art stuff, and then we had the art teacher who had a heart in, you know, who is a OSHA teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a heart in taking, you know, helping us too. Mm. So we were kind of combining academic aspect as well as the art aspect uh, to kind of teach these siblings um, of a special needs to, you know, just, and then at the same time give, uh, you know, this the attention to the the special needs child, you know, just you know, attention to the um, the parents uh, themselves, right? And then, so these kids, uh, we were hoping to kind of uh, raise them up um, as a, you know, 
especially the kids who really don't have resources to private tutoring and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was our initial um, uh, original intention for That's forming cool. the uh, nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. How did that impact Ben, Betsy, Becky, you know, to like even the fact that you wanted to start something yeah. like that? Did, yeah. that did, you, did you feel like they... I mean, sometimes my kids, I do things my kids could care less, right? But like, <laughs> <laughs> like beautiful child, children, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you're starting yeah. a ministry because you're noticing right. them. Right. Do you think that sort of impacted them in a way? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah because uh, when you are doing the, um, the uh, special needs uh, uh, ministry, um, Ben and Betsy, they were kind of actively involved in terms of uh, forming the program and, uh, you know, scheduling and uh, flyers and all that stuff. Uh, so cool. it was, uh, you know, they were definitely actively involved. Their heart was all in it, too. Yeah. And uh, during one summer, we actually did a uh, leadership training over at the Big Bear. So we, I took uh, all the all those potential tutor uh, kids uh, up in the, uh, the Big Bear and then did uh, like you know, three nights of uh, spiritual training. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, so it was just a highlight of the uh, the thing. Um, hmm. So, so but afterwards, we kind of, uh, you know, I realized that the nonprofit organizations require a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. maintenance, uh, yes. maintenance as well as administration. Yeah. So we kind of changed that to a foundation at this time. So, okay. yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. that's good. That's yeah. that's amazing. And I think one thing I think is interesting, just even for people in general that might be listening to this, is like, you know, like, so you have a, like a sort of, you have something going on in your life mm-hmm. that you could have said that should make us only focus on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, but you chose to have, I think, a more, I, I guess I would call a more generous perspective mm. that was to say like we don't we're not just going to focus on our own family we're also going to care about other families yeah but you might you know because i think you almost people would say you had the right to just say right. no we're only going to focus on ourselves we got <laughs> right. a lot to deal with here right, right. like yeah <laughs> yeah no i i i think uh, that actually came naturally i mean the before uh, we came to calvary uh, i was in we were involved in a korean congregation okay. in anaheim for seven years we did a lot of uh, serving in ministry and you know did offer uh, teaching and all that stuff yeah but then we kind of burnt out uh during the, there was kind of right. more of a work than spiritual joy but oh, yeah. when i came here when we came here shannon and i were just fed with the word and mm-hmm. we kind of grew spiritually and we went to dr Sorensen class and we learned tons oh, also cool. yeah that's right so yeah and then and we were doing like Hosea uh, at that time Bible study and then just I think it was all combination I think the Lord was kind of preparing our heart for mm. that such mm-hmm. a time as that I think uh, so we just couldn't just stand just sit alone uh, right. so you know I think it was more of an outgrowth of the other uh, heart um, yep. so that we you know just happened to be the Shannon and I both have the you know this passion because yeah. you know we could take care of Jeremy and we could spend try to spend more time and all that stuff but you know Jeremy is Jeremy right uh, yeah. so he, he's gonna the God is gonna deal with him you know in the right time but in the meantime what are you gonna do with all these uh, siblings who are lost yeah right yeah yeah, yeah so. exactly that's cool and I think like sometimes like when you turn something like that's could be just focused on self or could be just considered like this is hard work. You know, mm-hmm. this is a hard moment. Like we got to be, you know, focusing here. Like, but you turn it sort of externally focused. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can even help you to have just good perspective even in the home, you know, right, or right, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, totally. And so I just think that's like an encouragement to people. Like don't just sort of sit in your 
thing, whatever people have, like a ch- whatever challenge or new situation or something in your life that's like different or harder or right. whatever, right. don't just like, woe is me. You right, know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like to be able to like still be able to serve out of that and see yeah. how God can use it. I think so. I think that's the best antidote. For yeah, sure. that's cool. Yeah. So, okay, so on this podcast, we had Melissa on last week, Melissa Broche, mm-hmm. who heads up our bridge ministry right. for it's our disability ministry or for um, folks with special needs. Right. Um, how has that, like, ministry served you guys, and maybe how have you been able to, like, you know, see, you know, and be involved with that as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the ministry definitely has helped us, I mean, to be able to focus on the the service. I mean, the, yep. if it was not for ministry, then Shannon and I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to come to church. I mean, to yeah. begin with. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are so many uh, families. How does it work? What happens? Like, what what do you, what do they do for you? you know? Oh yeah. So I mean, the, they you know they take took care of Jeremy, right? The, yeah. the moment we bring Jeremy, in, <laughs> I mean, he is like a VIP, right? Yeah. Like a, everybody, all the volunteers are so <laughs> anxious to because I'm so sorry about the volunteers that at this time I just want to borrow this opportunity to tell them because we've been kind of late to church because, <laughs> and then they've been patiently waiting for us until Jeremy arrives oh, all right? so and then uh, they would just take him and then just play with him just go and walk around the campus uh, the, yeah. the ch- uh, church campus and <laughs> just uh, you know play the games and then you know read the books and all these things uh, it's just like an amazing spiritual um, time with yeah. him and uh, in the meantime you know we can focus on our time to worship and mm-hmm. Bible study and then all the spiritual growth and so I think it's, uh, it's such a great ministry and then uh, you know we attended the uh, uh, disability ministry Ministry before we actually did a touch of guidance, uh, oh, okay. you know, camp thing. So we got a lot of ideas from the ministry as well. So they cool. helped us, yeah. helping others as well. Yeah, That's so it's, it's been uh, yeah, and the leadership of Melissa Prosh and all the people is just amazing. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, and I love just even like sometimes when I'm just kind of walking around campus checking on right. ministry, and you'd be like, oh, there's Jeremy, what's up? You right, know, kind of right. like cruising right. around with somebody. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> uh, and it's like, yeah, you, you're right. You just get a you get a huge smile, right. no matter what. Right, yeah. right, right. So yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So it's so great that your family has been able to both, and I, I think that's something beautiful, like in the kind of a church setting, mm-hmm. is that you're able to both receive. You know, love right. and care and service, but then you're all able to give yeah. love and care and service right. to right. others. It's this like mutual and like, because sometimes even like we can get like, well, no, I don't need to be served. You know, mm, like, right. like, like to accept yeah. being served can yeah. be hard, right? Right, yeah. right. I know. I feel, you know, just a lot of times I feel bad, but then Shannon always reminds me, don't feel bad. I mean, this, these are the opportunities that they can be blessed by just taking care yeah. of Jeremy. And so whenever I think about it, that, that's true. That is true. That <laughs> yeah. is true. And yeah. you are blessed with a pretty incredible wife. Like she is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so blessed. incredibly like like smart, wise, and also one of the most outgoing, like, right. vivacious people I've ever met. <laughs> that's right. Full of energy always. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Right. That's thank awesome. You. And you see that like in your kids. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So maybe just like, kind of a last question here of Mm -hmm. just like, how do you think maybe for people that would be listening to this and they're not impacted on an everyday basis Mm -hmm. by special needs or a kid with a disability or their own, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But how can, how can you think they can sort of open their hearts to people and families with special needs? Is there a way that people can kind of just 
what are some ways people like kind of need to grow or people can kind of open up to this if they feel, cause I think sometimes people are like nervous or, right. you know, or they don't know how to act or what to say or the right words to use or, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think it's a very good question. I mean, obviously before Jeremy, I, I was like that, right. Uh, yeah. so I didn't really know how to deal with a pair, you know, other people of my age and, mm-hmm. and it's a, you know, what we call funny looking kids and I don't know what to say. Right. Right. But, right. But I mean, it all, all comes down to the basic, right? It's it's just a heart issue, right? You know, yeah. So you know, I I don't know if it's a you know, right parallel or not, but just uh, you know, two days ago, I had a patient who just lost the uh, the wife, um, mm-hmm. and uh, about a few weeks ago, he says that the all the you know the the friends that he used to hang around, he they just said just get over it and forget about it and wow. you know you'll be okay and you know, she's in heaven and you know better why, place why, that yeah, kind of yeah yeah why yeah. why do you why do you cry and that mm. kind of a thing but the the one person that he said that the, was the most helpful was that you know just cry out to the Lord um, mm. just you know just cry out to go to the beach and just yell um, mm. and that was the best advice that he received he told me when he told me that. It's not as of, uh, you know, that kind of uh, intensity necessarily. But then, uh, you know, if uh, someone who is not familiar with the special needs kids, if they can just come and say hi, uh, you know, just like a big smile. And when Jeremy walks around, don't just avoid them, you know, just, you know. You know, in the COVID situation, it's kind of a hard to touch him or <laughs> yeah. hug him, but uh, just say hi. And then, yeah. you know, that that kind of a willing heart, I think, uh, you know, goes mm-hmm. a long way. Um, and uh, you don't really have to know what to say or what to act. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's a spiritual thing, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a spirit of the person who just believes that uh, all creative uh, human beings are equal. Absolutely. I mean, we're all made in God's image. So once you believe that, you act out and you'll be fine, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, so that's that. I was, you know, before Jeremy, as I said, I I had a, I didn't know what to do <laughs> either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're saying, though, is like you don't you don't know what to do, and you don't need to know what to do. Correct. But just act like you normally would. Right. right? Just yeah. 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 Smile and say hi <laughs> and right. engage, and then right. go from take it from there, and it's gonna that's be right. okay. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's good. I think that's a great first step for people is mm. just to like engage beyond your level of awkwardness or uncomfortability. Right. right yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. so good. That's well put. Uh, well, good. <laughs> and I, so I'm just super grateful for you and your family and just cool. Like part of this podcast, like what well, we call it Calvary life podcast, right. just to hear of the life of people like in our church, you know, right. and there's some really like interesting stories that we've heard from you today oh, and ways you. that we can all, as we learn, can just be able to to grow from that. So right. thank you for being willing to share your story. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming. Uh, you got it. Here. You got it. Thanks. And thank you to all of you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast.